What up, everybody? We are back. Hey, guys. Moto. Before we get started, I wanted to throw a shout out to uh, Reagan McDonald. She's the one that makes uh, some of these medallions for me. This is uh, her version of the Deer Woman medallion. And anyway, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, she does some great work. If you guys can throw her some business, we'd really appreciate it. Mado in a hope. We see that. Take it off. No. He's got those big chief medallions. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, he's going to step through it. He's going to bring it down to his waist. <laughs> Take it off like a pair of pants. Ooh. Very nice. She didn't want to be cursed by putting the actual image on there, so but she did put you know, s- yeah, symbols on there for them. So. Oh yeah, the colors on that are awesome. They I, really pop. I like it. I think it's pretty it cool. Is. That's keen. Yeah. Hold on. What's that? That's a winner. What's that? Oh, that was a nice. So what's this part? Like the hooves? That's the, the hooves. hooves. Is it? Okay. That's what yeah. you get. When you, when you mess with it, it <laughs> give you that hoof like that. <laughs> give you that stamp uh, on your heart. Here you go, Chris. Let's oh. go ahead and uh, slide on through there again. <laughs> Step through. <laughs> Step through that. <laughs> <laughs> like a hula skirt. <laughs> God, I end up choking myself out trying to take that sucker <laughs> off, boy. He's all maneuver. Shot him. He couldn't figure it the out. The chair is twisting around. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. Oh, for like some a of, boa constrictor. For some of our listeners that listened to that episode where uh, Tyler was edumacating us <laughs> on uh, bull riding. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, we had someone cor- call us in and and correct us on that. And uh, Mr. Wayne Ray from Fairfax, Oklahoma, Osage guy, he said, "Boys, you guys are just need to be quiet on that." <laughs> <laughs> but we we were close, and I had to say that so. Anyway, he he just gave us the definition of it. Do you remember it, Russell? Wasn't it like turnout or something? Oh yeah, one of them was uh, when when they talk talk about turning out that bull. It means to put the bull with the woman cow. What's the woman cow called? Heifer. Heifer. Yeah, sounds good to me, though. Huffer. I'm sure he's he's like pulling his hair out he's right already, now. Like, Got he's it already, wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> he's already so, on the phone. So that's when they're trying to get him to mate and stuff. And then, of course, uh, for bull riders, I forgot what it was on that bull rider. You remember? It wasn't turning it out. No. That's what we just talked about. That's I know. <laughs> Turning out and... Uh, Let me see if I got it on uh, my That episode phone. happened so long ago. I know. I don't even know. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Supposed to be on it. Yeah. Supposed to be written on that hand. Yeah. <laughs> Cheat sheet. <laughs> I think he did write it, but it's all sweaty. 
because he had to work today. It's like here on his forehead. <laughs> Swipe away. <laughs> Turnout and. Oh, yeah. Here, here we go. Ranchers, they call that when they put in the bull with the cow. And the rodeo is letting the bull out of the chute. That's yeah. turning it out. Turning it out. So, you know, and, and then some people will say <clears throat> when they're turning it down, that's what they mean. You know, like Tyler was trying to. <laughs> he kind of got it right, but you know, you know, if if you don't want to ride that bull, you give him that turn down. But you gotta give him that sign. So that's turning it out. Yeah. So. Good one. Well, I tried. <laughs> I try to act like I know what I'm talking about most of the time. I believed him, so. <laughs> Everyone believed Tyler. <laughs> Except that guy. Except that guy. The guy that knew. Yeah. <laughs> called, he, he, but, he called me out. Yeah. Turned me out. But sure appreciate that, Mr. Wayne Ray from Fairfax, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like this because we learned so much. Not even just about ghost stories and stuff like that, but just, you know. Other things too, and culturally, and you know, uh, I don't know. It's cool. That's the other thing. If we, if we, if if we're wrong, please, like, by all means, let us know. Because uh, yeah, I'm the first one to say, you know, yeah. I, I make a lot of mistakes. I don't know everything, and I'm humble like that. So you know, you guys know something, please mm-hmm. send it in, or call us, or text us, or email us, or. Even send those smoke signals if you want to. We'll <laughs> pick it up. Even on YouTube too, they'll comment like, "No, it was actually this or something." You know, and they'll correct us and yeah. So shout out to y'all on YouTube. Um, I forgot what. There's been a few episodes where that's happened where it's like, "Oh no, it was here or there." And there was a okay. So last, a few episodes ago, we were talking about that place in Sol- was it Salina. Or Locust Grove. It was like a. It was some place we'd never heard of, and it was like by the small area. And I just looked it up on my phone. I was like, I think this is it. But if it isn't, please let me know. But somebody messaged me, and they said, "Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's the right spot." I was like, "Okay, cool." So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that they were like, "No, you're wrong." Because <laughs> very rarely do you have people texting in saying that you're right. Mm-hmm. Plenty of people always telling me that you're wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I learned not to read YouTube comments anymore. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are saying, but go say it. You know, uh, you read them, Tyler. <laughs> I've I've read them. I thought everybody's you know responds pretty nice and pretty good, and you know, I, again, like uh, Russell was saying, we're all learning. You know, we're all learning from each other, learning from you guys, and. And if you guys can learn something from us, that'd be great, too. But, you know, I know myself, I enjoy reading all the comments and all the things on there. You know, it gives me something to relate to sometimes. You know, that's pretty good. So for all you listeners out there, I appreciate that. I hope and my dope for yes. that. Mm-hmm. So. Don't be afraid to send us <clears throat> stories. Dang. I know it. Uh, you make a post, and people say, "Wow, so and so's got a story. You need to talk to them. Talk, talk to them about that story." Or, I got a story, but I don't want to tell you. Yeah, oh, I got too scared. That's about. I got the best story for you. Well, all right, let's hear it. I'll see if he wants to tell it. And then ghost. 
You want to talk about a ghost story? <laughs> I get ghosted all the time. People, big promises, no payoff. Yeah. I don't know what's up with me. Can't close the deal. They might be paying you back from the run. <laughs> I had a tree on my house. Come on. If I don't get a pass for having a tree on my house, yeah. then I, I ain't got a chance with none of y'all. None of y'all. <laughs> I also want to throw a shout out to uh, Mr. What's his name Ryan Mays. Oh yeah, from Ryan. that uh, was it feather? I think he said native feather. Native feathers, firework, fireworks, or production or whatever. Fireworks, Dan. Yeah, man, I want to really thank you for that. My grandkids and my kids really love that stuff that you guys gave us. That big old box, and you know that was. Good deals. So next year, you guys are looking for fireworks. Y'all better go hit him up. Because, man, we were the envy of everybody on the block. So ho <laughs> and my dope. Yeah. Is it going to be the same location next year, you think? Probably. I think they they also own that uh, smoke shop. Yeah. 110th and Yale next year. But, yeah, same here. We got a good deal. Um, I haven't popped fireworks since I was a kid. And we had fun. We had fun. I was kind of afraid at first because last year we had, I think, some natives lived down here. And they never going crazy popping off fireworks and that artillery show. And the thing the, the thing didn't even go up. It just exploded in that, okay. in that pipe. <laughs> and it, they did it twice. So they once, like, we were sitting out here watching them and, um, we're sitting out here and we're just watching them and they threw that thing in there and it goes, and all of a sudden it goes boom and it popped like on the ground and it shot in everybody's yard. And I was like, Oh my God, it started a fire. Dang. And, and then they, they're just screaming around and stuff. And then they started popping more fireworks and they did another artillery show and the exact same thing happened. It just didn't even pop up. It just flew up on the ground. It goes, boom, it was a bigger one, though. And it, all these sparks went on people's houses and the trees. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, let's go inside. Most definitely were native then. If that's what was going on down there. They kept popping them. Uh, I th- I th- <laughs> yeah, th- they did. I thought you were going to say, it's not a native fireworks show unless someone blows off their hand. Yeah. Oh, it probably happened. <laughs> Yeah, we went up to the lake, man. This is kind of a funny story. Um, so my brother-in-law, we were out there popping fireworks at my, my folks' house. And um, they live up in Bernice. And um, he was wearing flip-flops. And so he went out to light one of them, like, artillery shell things or whatever. You know, the fuses on were about, like, that big, mm-hmm. you know. And so you're out there kind of in the dark. And he had one of the little click lighters, you know, like you push the thing and then you pull the trigger back and the thing lights. Well, I guess he didn't light it, like, all the way like he was holding like that and dropping him in or whatever long story short he had the thing like that and he hit the the little trigger thing and he burnt off probably about two inches because he he didn't have it on the very end of the the fuse Uh. and so it kind of burned in two so like that and it was on his hands (laughs) he dropped it and then went right between his toes on his flip-flop man Uh. you should have seen him trying to (laughs) try to it was like like right there underneath his foot he was trying to run, then he got his, his flip-flop, like, dragged on the ground. Man, he blew out his flip-flop. <laughs> <laughs> man, and I was like, man, please somebody have that on video. And I know my my uh, little niece, she probably got it on video, but she didn't share it yet. But 
Oh, man, we were rolling. He was, like, trying to run. His flip-flop was, like, just, like, sparking up right between his toes. I always crack up because my grandkids are always just straight up crazy. You know, they'll, they'll take those artillery shells and they'll tie it, like, three or four of them together and drop it in that oh, tube. Oh, my gosh. And, man, I tell you what, man. You talk about being scared, man. I'm sitting in that chair about ready to jump, boy, when that thing starts going off. But luckily, we never had nobody get blowed up yet. Oh, but no. Got pretty close, though. <laughs> that On that third one, that third one, it made that thing rock oh. like that. And it was making that, that last couple of shells kind of go this way and that way. And I was like, God. <laughs> I, I saw on her last year, or not last year, but I saw on her like when I was a kid. We used to have firework wars at uh in Pawnee for Pawnee Pow Wow, mm. and I remember people would throw the artillery shells in that old radio ground. They would throw <laughs> them in there with people in there. That thing would blow up, and everybody would be like, "Oh my!" It's like a big, it's like a huge bomb that went off, and and then somebody would even hold those Saturn missiles. They'd hold them in their hand and they'd point them at people. <laughs> they just shoot off. <laughs> Dang. And I, I remember I got shot with a Roman candle before on my arm, and, like, that hurt. And so uh, I knew it was real after that. I was like, okay. Because I never got hit before. I never got shot by anything. And then when it nicked my arm, I was like, oh, God. And I had a hole in my shirt. And I was like, oh, man, that, that really hurt. Like, <laughs> this is really dangerous. <laughs> all fun and games. Yeah, all fun and games. So you get hit. Uh, but you get hit. Dang, uh, you know. <laughs> You talking about that? Um, when my kids were young, you know, we used to go to like a church. You know, uh, Creek churches—they're all out in the country. And um, anyway, they'd have Fourth of July, and basically it was like Lord of the Flies out there. There's <laughs> chaos all over the place. Man, those kids blew up somebody's car. Oh no! <laughs> you know, and that's when they had those pop bottle rockets and stuff. And they was doing that, and you know, of course, somebody's old car had, you know, it just had leak oil <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. When they shot that sucker underneath there, that thing automatically went boom, blew that um, that uh, what do you call it, hood right <laughs> off that car. <laughs> I'll have to send you all this video that I saw on Reddit, man. It was somebody threw one of those artillery shells, like in some like guy was like trying to leave. Looked like they're at like a block party or something, and it looks like they were kind of like squabbling a little bit. And the guy was gonna go get in his truck to leave, and somebody took one of those artillery shells and lit it on fire and then like threw it up in the air. But as the guy was driving off, he was closing his door and it went inside his truck, and he didn't know it, and he just driving off all of a sudden. Boom! Yeah. Like the windows like blew out. I saw that today. Did you see that today? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, I don't. Is that red that truck? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. So yeah, he. I don't know what's going on in that video, but <laughs> there's a guy that has an artillery shell, and I don't know that, that guy steps out of his car and he's standing there, and then right when he gets in his car, that guy lights it and he kind of tosses it and it lands in the back. It's like one in a million shots in the back of him, and he shuts the door and he's kind of driving off. A dude like. You can see his car, like his windows just all bust shatters, out. Shatters, yeah. Mm. They shatter and they bust out, and then he, he walks out of the car. <laughs> He's all smoking. <laughs> I'll have to send that to you, Chris. That's like a crazy. cartoon. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he didn't like seem shell shocked or nothing. It's crazy. <laughs> He's like Wiley just, Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> his clothes are all burned off. Yeah. 
If you guys are listening oh to this, gosh. send us your Fourth of July <laughs> stories. Yeah. We want to hear those <laughs> too. Or not? If something <laughs> funny happened, let us know. If somebody got blown up. I hope you videoed it. No. I'll see if I can find it. my niece will send me that video. Oh, my gosh. Watching his flip-flop drag on the ground. And he's trying to run away. Just <laughs> popped it off, man. Just blew it off. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can picture that, man. That's crazy. That's what I said. I said, bro, like, why are you coming pop firecrackers? Why are you wearing slides man like why would you wear slides to come pop firecrackers i wasn't thinking it's just hot out like now you weren't thinking lost your toes (laughs) (laughs) blew his nail off (laughs) you're gonna lose that nail (laughs) how many people got uh scars from the fourth of july you know (laughs) i can remember it boy no i just told mine <laughs> I still can't hear out my right ear because my youngest daughter, she oh. had those. Uh, just got those. Uh, that's when they just come out with those poppers. Oh Ooh, yeah, yeah. And you pull those strings. She thought it'd be cute to stick that thing right in my ear and pull it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> hey, you talk about hurt, man. That hurt. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so stupid man we're just, as kids it's wonder like how we even survived my cousin had you know the very first time i remember like those little popper things you know they'll come in a little sawdust thing and you like throw them yeah. down and they pop just like the little regular poppers and i told my cousin i was like hey man see what happens if you bite one of those things oh. and he took it in his mouth and he bit down into it <laughs> sure enough he it popped <laughs> i saw like a flash inside of his mouth because it was <laughs> he put it back there and sure enough, one of his uh, filling things came out. Oh, <laughs> blew his filling oh, up. Man, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he bit down on it. I didn't think it would pop like that <laughs> though. Him, yeah, we did the hey, stupidest stuff. <laughs> I know. I said, "See what happens if you bite that?" Because he's like, "Nothing." Because we were like squeezing him. Because we just thought like. I don't know, like, what we were thinking. But we didn't think, like, if you squeezed it, it would pop. We just thought if you threw it down. Yeah. I don't know what we were thinking. Because we were trying to squeeze them <clears> real, like, in our fingers like that. And, like, nothing would happen. Just the paper would tear. Mm-hmm. But he, like, <laughs> chomped it. And it went, pow. And I just remember, like, a flash, like, in his mouth. <laughs> I just want to remind y'all, Spit that's uh, Tyler Randall. <laughs> he teaches at where? <laughs> oh. <laughs> No we one do that, please. Nobody. Man, I got some stupid stories growing up, man. <laughs> stupid stories. My uh, my cousin did that to my mom with that that string thing that you were talking about. We were at a New Year's and we went downtown to Pawnee and first time we ever all went out together and we went out there and they were giving those things away and it was it was as soon as we got there. Uh, his name is Joby, and he got one, and he was pop- He popped one, he got another one, and he goes, hey, Aunt Frankie. And she turned around, he popped it right in her face. <laughs> Dude, she was so bad. <laughs> that was, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen. I mean, I tried not to laugh either because, you know, like, you can get in trouble, but <laughs> he goes, hey, Aunt Frankie, what? 
as soon as you turned around, boom, popped that thing right in her face. And all that all that confetti stuff was all in her face. <laughs> was, it, was that Joby Howe? Yeah, Joby Howe. Yeah. <laughs> that boy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! When you see that real? It's like stuff flies out. Yeah, flew <laughs> right in her face. <laughs> oh man, that's great. <laughs> the only other story, man, that I actually remember growing up, we went to like this fireworks show at like some football field, and it was like a big one. You know what I mean? Like they had like the full on like pyro. You know, da 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 da, and so like they started blowing these things up, and you know we were sitting down probably like around I don't know maybe about the fifteenth twentieth row up, so we were down there pretty close to the field because they were shooting them off down there like towards the end zone. But anyway, man, like before too long, like they're doing like the right before the grand finale, they start shooting these things up, all this smoke's going off, and then all of a sudden that smoke started, the wind started kind of picking up like a little breeze started blowing. All of a sudden, all that smoke was, like, coming, like, right over us. We were getting all choked out, and then, like, all the the paper and all the stuff was, like, falling down on us. And then by the time we left there, we were, like, all sooty. We were just, like, just dirty just from that grease and that smoke. I mean, we were, like, choking and coughing. We were just trying to watch the fireworks like this because smoke was burning our eyes. We were just like, hey, there was another one, you know. We're just like, ah, sting in our eyes, sweat, gunpowder, sulfur. Yeah, Dang. we came out of there, man. We just looked greasy, just ashy, smoky, <clears throat> you know, junk in our hair and all of our clothes, ash. Dang, that goes. It's like, yeah. It's like, man, that was a good time. <laughs> that was quite a show. Yeah. <laughs> Go home smelling like a freaking fireworks stand. Yeah. Do you guys remember, it's been a while back, I think somebody uh, shot off a fireworks in one of those fireworks stands. This was probably about 10, 12 years ago. And, of course, when they shot it in there, I mean, there was a lot of people there. That whole thing just, you know, started going off. And Mm -hmm. I think a few people got fatally hurt, Mm. you know, uh, during this incident because they didn't have really time to run because the mm-hmm. way he shot that thing in there it just automatically just made everything else just start going off dang <clears throat> and um anyway the reason i'm bringing that up is because there's a video of that um i seen it on uh tiktok and they talk about that you know this was the area where that kid shot that firework into that stand and you know Several people got hurt, and and my understanding though, no one really died there. They died at the hospital, not there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you know in that video, you know, it shows you know a spirit, mm. you know, and he thinks it's from that incident, you know, mm-hmm. that area. But you know whether it is, I don't know, because like I said, I don't think nobody actually died there. I know they got seriously hurt. But I think they didn't die till they got, you know, a couple of days later in the mm-hmm. hospital from burns and stuff. Here in Oklahoma or just somewhere? I can't remember exactly where at, but I remember it was all over the news. Whoa. <clears throat> I have to look for that. 
Yeah, maybe I can find it on the phone or something. But anyway, I, I know uh, they had a TikTok video of that area, mm-hmm. and I thought that was pretty cool because you know they they mentioned that. So I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. But I see all kinds of videos like that, but I don't know how to save them or anything. So yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. <laughs> He's got that file. Remember, <laughs> we looked at his phone that time. <laughs> I said, do not look. <laughs> Keep out. My eyes only. Chris's eyes only. Chris's Keep eyes out. <laughs> CEO. Chris's eyes only. <laughs> they had a little emoji. Eyes. Those eyes. Looking. <laughs> Don't even want to know. Might be some ghost stories in there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and, and talking about uh, military ghosts, you know, they always talk about seeing things at Gettysburg. And I know there's a couple of videos of those uh, military guys walking around. Yeah. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. I like, you know, when I've seen those couple ones that I've seen, they're pretty. Yeah. They're, they're I mean, they're clear. You can't. Yeah. You can't argue it, so. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool too. So. There's a cool episode of the Twilight Zone too about uh, Civil War uh, ghosts. It's like this lady lives on this plantation and she's like watching all these soldiers. And anyway, it's like the soldiers having like this conversation with her, but it turns out he's dead. It's pretty cool though. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I love the Twilight Zone, man. I'm a big fan. So, only thing I could find is uh, it says Mexico fireworks market explosion. Leaves at least 31 dead. Dang. Dang. That was 2016. Man, that's pretty scary. So be careful out there. Yeah. Well, it's already over with, but (laughs) still. (laughs) New Year's. New Year's is coming up. Don't pop those things in people's faces. (laughs) God. Or ears. Or your mouth. Don't put them in your mouth. Don't put them in your mouth. (laughs) Well, I know tonight we were going to talk about Mothman. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> I know uh Tyler did some a lot of research on it, but Yeah, uh, I, I did actually. So you wanted to read some of Yeah, that? totally. Um I don't know what everybody knows about Mothman or kind of the history behind it. Um but I think we talked about the last episode. I just kinda after Chris sent me on a snipe hunt for the milk movie uh, I just ended up watching one on Mothman, and it was done um, by the guy that did the Boggy Creek uh, book, wrote the Boggy Creek book, um, Lyle Blackburn, and I think it's called The Mothman of Pleasant Valley or something like Point Pleasant Valley. But anyway, um, it's on uh, Amazon Prime, and it is awesome. It's a really good one. It's only like 80 minutes long, and if you haven't seen it, it's totally worth your while. It's only made like a couple of years or so ago, so like all the information is fresh. Um, and they interviewed so many people, and he does a lot of research on all the projects that he works on. So um, go check that out. Um, but that's the movie that I watched. Um, I don't know, like I said, the the area of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, um, sort of has a history um that's very violent and very bloody um, especially when it concerns native americans because to this day there's still several uh mass graves um, that are located in the area Um, and the native tribes in the region 
um, traditionally kind of avoided the areas of Point Pleasant um, and also McClintic Wildlife Management Center um, just kind of due to bad omens um, traditionally um, associated with those lands and especially the waters that, that run through there. Um, but ironically, um, they were forced to stand their ground in that very area, even though they wanted really nothing to do with that area because they had uh, kind of thought that the area was cursed, so to speak. Uh, but in 1774, the Shawnee and the Mingo tribes banded together to defend their home located south of the Ohio River from what they perceived um, as an invading Virginia militia led by a man named Colonel Andrew Lewis. Um, the tribes waged a furious battle in an attempt to halt um, continuous advances into their territory in the famous Battle of Point Pleasant. After a vicious fight between the two parties, the natives were forced to retreat and were soon overtaken by the militia. Um, but there was a Shawnee chief by the name of Cornstalk, and he negotiated a treaty with the Stahutkis at that time. And uh, three years later, uh, Chief Cornstalk had returned to the area, just kind of like a diplomatic visit, just to kind of check on things and see how things were happening or what was going on um, uh, near Fort Randolph. But soon after um, he arrived, Cornstalk and his sons were immediately taken captive and murdered. And I'm not really sure um why they were just so abruptly taken and murdered um but uh, apparently kind of the the story that i had heard was that they the whites in that area perceived all natives as being very hostile and they didn't weren't up to negotiate or even speak to those tribes so that's what i had heard um but the legend is that upon his dying breath um that cornstalk cursed the town of point pleasant for 200 years and so that's kind of a little bit of the beginning of that area having uh, some kind of a curse on it um did you have anything that you wanted to add to that that you that you heard chris well first of all i want to thank you for all your research you know it's good to hear all those things and and get us kind of on a jump off point you know again you know, you talked about, you know, um, when they went into town, you know, <clears throat> my understanding or what what I had heard was that, you know, there was a couple of skirmishes going on, you know, in that area. And during that time when he was going in there, you know, I guess one had just happened, you know, wasn't less than a week ago, you know. And so those those white people were kind of, I don't know how you say, on guard, you know, scared and they saw them coming in, you know, they just blanketed everybody saying, you know, they couldn't tell who was who, who was different, what. But, you know, again, you know, uh, uh, <clears throat> they were friendly natives. You know, they, they, they fought on, you know, helped them out, you know, did a lot of things for, for those people and then for them to turn around and, you know, capture him and his son. You know, to me, I can kind of understand, you know, people don't really believe in that curse. But if you know Indian folks, boy, you know, they're good. one thing they're good at is cursing people. Putting that hate <laughs> on somebody and never forgiving, you know. So, you know, especially in this manner, you know, I can kind of understand, you know, he was helping them out. And then they turn around and capture him and his son. And not only did they capture them. 
But, you know, they ended up killing his son first so he could watch. You know, of course you're going to get mad. Of course, you know, you might say some some stuff, you know. And so I have, I believe that, you know, portion, you know, because that's, that's written what happened to him. You know, where he came in there as a friend, you know, to him. And then they capture him and then they kill his son and they're getting ready to kill him. You know, I don't know anybody else that would just say, okay, just kill me, you know. Mm -hmm. Heck, yeah, he probably went off, you know, before they took him out. But, you know, again, you know, I wasn't there, but I definitely, I know Indians. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, anyway, you know, I believe that, you know. Again, you know, a lot of people, you know, they talk about that Mothman being as, as a scary and as a curse, too, but... You know, if you hear some of the stories, you know, he came as a messenger. I think there was a bridge. I can't remember where that bridge was at. But that bridge, you know, right before it it fell in, you know, that Mothman, he he was seeing all over the place, staring at people's light light posts. No. (laughs) You know, eating everybody's Pendleton's. No, I'm just kidding. But he was... He was showed up, you know, around town and all all over the place, you know, trying to point at that bridge. They said, you know, and you know, after that, you know, so you know, to me, I think there's mixed, you know, stories about him, you know, about the Mothman. You know, again, I I understand that curse part. You know, whether that chief came back, you know, and and that's his curse. You know, I I can't say, but. You know, I can also say that, you know, sounds like some of the stories that you hear about those individuals that, you know, he comes and and warns them about things. You know, a lot of the stories that you hear, you know, I think there was a couple other um, major, how you say, uh, how you say it? uh, Catastrophes. Yeah. And... um, Anyway, I, I know you got some information on those. Yeah. Um, so I guess first things is that, you know, Cornstalk's family is very quick to sort of defend him, which they should be, you know, as being kind of skeptical of that story because it kind of puts them in a bad light historically, you know what I mean, if that is the case. And so they didn't want that. So they said that that story came from a book that was found in like this schoolhouse or something that was um, about to be torn down. Was that what it, did you say you had seen that as well? Yeah, it was found in a play. Yeah, it was right? like a play yeah, about like play. the the history of the town, and it was exaggerated. Yeah, to yeah. fit that play. Yeah, is what they were saying. Yeah, so you know anything with natives during that time is highly dramatized and is not probably made us to look in the best light. You know because. They got to have a reason, got to point fingers at something, all the bad luck. And so we're always the easiest target. So, um, but what I was going to say is that, you know, whether that is true, that he cursed the town or, or if he didn't, um, what you can't deny, though, is that that area was hit with several catastrophes over the next hundred years. On four different occasions between 1913 and 1937, the Ohio River overflowed its banks flooding the entire town and it resulted in thousands of dollars um, worth of damage and an untold number of deaths and when we say thousands of dollars it doesn't sound like a lot but we're talking 19 you know was it 
thirteen dollars. <laughs> so it would be like, I mean, it would be bad. I mean, that would be like a major, you know, destruction is what we're talking about. But it's also around this same time that rumors first began circulating about this mysterious Birdman that had been spotted all over town. And the Birdman, I think is what you were maybe alluding to, um, they said that he had that the head of a man um, and he had like the body of maybe like an owl and that his wingspan was like several feet, like just huge wingspan. And we're talking these um, were in, you know, reported in the, the local paper um, at Point Pleasant. And it's these, um, so they're, they're in print, you know, at that time. And these sightings, uh, you know, happened about 50 years prior to like the major Mothman sighting of 1967. So there was about several like dozen sightings of this creature before Mothman. He didn't even have a name. They just called him the Birdman. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I didn't know if, you know, you had any stories about, like I think you had said just now, you know, before Mothman. But I don't know where that the term Mothman came from because most of the accounts that I read about, they all described him as a bird. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why the moth where that part came from i was reading well i was watching this other doc and it was it's on youtube just type in mothman and there's several documentaries on there but this one is based in the actual town was it point pleasant west virginia yeah point pleasant yeah i want to make sure i'm saying it right but point pleasant but there's a guy on there that he said that he heard back then there was a character in batman called mothman Oh, okay. And that was one of the kind of descriptions of it. It kind of looked like that. Oh, and okay. so it kind of caught on as like Mothman. But I mean, yeah, before that it was like Birdman, it, but it was like a, it also a Thunderbird. Yeah. And then like a UFO even maybe, but I mean, there was like, there's sev- there were several different descriptions of it. Yeah. And I guess the Mothman thing just kind of caught on from that, some comic. I can't remember what issue he said but he just said mothman was in batman okay and they fought once but well that would make sense to me because that way they'd have something to reference it to Mm -hmm. because you got to think at that time it was not like it is now where all these things just exist and we already know all about them Mm -hmm. they had to come up with some point of reference and well the closest thing i can think of is you know that character in that batman comic mothman Mm -hmm. so that would make sense to me like why he got dubbed that because they wouldn't call it Birdman or owlman or you know whatever but I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes sense, you know, but yeah. Uh, but anything, uh, anyway, the other thing I had really quick was, um, you know, this was before the main, are you going to talk about the, the original main Mothman sighting? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, let me just say what this really first. So this actually happened before the major sighting that everybody kind of knows about the, the most famous one. But this one happened on November 1st, 1966. There was a National Guardsman at the Armory near McClintic Wildlife Management Area, and he claimed to have seen a large brown half-bird, half-man figure perched in a tree. And then two weeks later, that same um, character was spotted, or that same figure, excuse me, was spotted um, again, but this time it was about 80 miles east 
of Point Pleasant. So it wasn't just in Point Pleasant. It was all the surrounding towns as well. And all these other towns, you know, began seeing this, the same creature and they described it the exact same way. Um, but Mothman sightings weren't the only unusual occurrences happening in that area um, in 1966. Just two weeks after the um, Scarberry Millet sighting, there was a man named Woodrow Derenberger. He is confronted on Old Highway 77 while driving home one night, and he claims that an unidentified being emerged from a flying object that landed in the road about 200 feet in front of him, and that the being um, spoke to him telepathically and referred to himself as Indrid Cold. So that was a really thing that kind of sparked my curiosity. So I went to kind of do a little bit of research on Indrid Cold. And what I found was basically the actual newspaper interview that they had with the guy that literally happened the night or the day after that sighting or when he said that. And this is what his his exact um, quote was. It says, he looked perfectly natural and normal as any human being. Um his face looked like he had a good tan, a deep sun tan, um, but he was not too dark, but it was just like he had been out in the sun a lot and had a good tan. His hair was combed straight back and it was dark brown and he seemed to have a good thick head of hair. His eyebrows, his face and his features were very normal and I don't believe that he looked any different from any other man that you would see or meet on the street. But he wasn't normal, Darren Berger said. He had a large grin, and he kept his arms folded with his hands up under his armpits. And though he spoke to Darren Berger, his smile never moved. He spoke, Darren Berger said, tele- telepathically. Um, he asked me to roll down my window on my right-hand side of the truck, and I'd done what he asked, Darren Berger said. Um, and this man stood there, and he first asked me what I was called. And I know he meant my name, and I told him my name, and he asked me, Why are you so frightened? And he said, don't be frightened because I wish you no harm. We mean you no harm. We wish you only happiness. And I told him what my name was. And when I told him my name, he said his name was Indrid Cold. And so that was like the original description of that encounter hmm. from that man. So that was pretty interesting. And he doesn't really, it just kind of goes on with like, you know, what was it? Or, you know, did it fly off? And it doesn't, you know, it just sort of ended there but it was kind of i thought it was kind of interesting because all of these things led up to the the original mothman sighting because i didn't realize how closely tied mothman was to ufos because almost like a week before the big um spotting there was one more story that i'll share and then i'll kind of let chris kind of take over um of a farmer um near point pleasant that was watching tv with his wife one night and he said that the tv started like hissing real loud like it kind of started you know like that high pitch like you know and he said it got to the point where his wife was like what is going on because they thought the tv was like malfunctioning so he said he went up and was like slapping the the tv and um i guess his wife told him to like go check out the antenna or whatever because this is like back in the 60s and so he stepped out on his front porch and he said probably about 100 yards out or so in his field he saw two red um, like orbs and they were rotating, he said, almost like a helicopter blade. And he said it wasn't a helicopter blade because it, it was not making any noise. You could just see it out there. And so whatever that was happening was interfering with his TV signal. It was causing his TV to go haywire. And he said when his 
was stepped out on the porch, his dog went crazy. And so his dog took off after it, um, or took off running towards the field in that, um, uh, to chase those lights, I guess. And he went back in to grab like a shotgun, which I guess is probably what you would do (laughs) if you saw two red orbs in the sixties and you didn't know what it was. Um, and he said, when he stepped back out on the porch, his dog must have reached those lights because he saw him kind of just spin up like this, almost like a tornado and then just shoot straight up in the sky. Um, and they disappeared and his TV went back to normal and like everything, nothing happened, but his dog was never seen again. There was no sign, no carcass, nothing that indicated that there was a dog or any kind of, you know, spinning thing out there. It was just like, it never happened. So that was like happened almost like two days or something like that before the main Mothman sighting. And so it had all these really strange UFO occurrences before Mothman. So I think a lot of people think that Mothman is some type of interdimensional being. At least that's the story that I kind of came to the conclusion of. <laughs> but I don't know. Poor Scruffy. <laughs> R.I.P. Pour out my gravy train. Well, what I was going to say is um, I know Tyler did a good job on, on you know giving that information and stuff, but I was wanting to kind of talk about the Native American perspective on things on this. You know, again, you know, we've talked about a lot of these beans before on, on some of our shows, you know. You know, one of them, you know, again, you know, I always say, you know, some of them were good and some of them, you know, not so good. But either way, they had a purpose. You know, and I want to stress that, you know, because, you know, you've got other entities out there similar to this being all throughout the world. You know, not only here in the United States, but, you know, again, we all have those shapeshifters. You know, with creeks, we call them steginis. You know, and, you know, they're half, you know, they can be half human, half owl. You know, you've got the Jersey Devil. You know, you've got other entities out there that that we don't want to name. You know, and I think uh, Russell mentioned Thunderbird. You know, uh, you know, again, that Thunderbird, you know, it's a it's a totally different one. I wouldn't think that that would be a Thunderbird because, you know, if you hear those Thunderbird stories, he's big enough to pick up a whale. You know, those Thunderbirds, you know, they're they're made of lightning. You know, they're going to show their power. You know, but, you know, again, it could, you know, you never know, you know, you don't know on these things. But what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of beings out there that could definitely be like this Mothman or or this Mothman might be its own, you know, because, again, they describe him as, you know, what would you say, like an owl with a man's head? Yeah, it was just it was described a couple of different ways. It was either just a bird with a man's head or it was a man with an owl body. And yeah, so it was those two. Yeah, and then you've got other entities out there that, that like I said, we don't want to name, you know, out of respect for some of these northern tribes, you know. But again, you know, they're out there, you know, and you go across the waters, they've got things like that too, you know, like that, you know. I know the Jersey Devils in Jersey, but, you know, across the waters, you know, again, they've got stories. And they also got gargoyle stories, 
you know again you know you look at a gargoyle might be something like that you don't know you know again to me you know again i'm not saying that chief didn't curse him i'm sure he did you know because of his circumstance but whether he's the one that created that beam that mothman beam i don't know because you know again he's still trying to uh how you say help the people out you know yeah he might that chief might have cursed him for 200 years i would say he was pretty 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 forgiving if he just cursed him for 200 years if that was my son mm, there would be no rest Mm -hmm. but you know again anyway you know i'm trying to say that you know there are beings out there that you know you can run across you know out there and you know if you go to that Virginia uh, area, you know, that, uh, was it, Point Pleasant mm-hmm. area and around there, you know, there was tribes that were there, you know. Uh, you had Shawnees, you had several other different tribes in that area. You know, they all had their ways during those times. And, you know, I'm sure those beings are still there. You know, they still reside. You know, they're going to let you see them when they want you to see them. You know, and we as human beings, we forget that. We forget, you know, this this earth is older than everything out there. This world is old. That's what those old timers would tell you. Wherever you go, there had been something that passed away there. That's why Indians, when, when we go move into places, we take care of the ground. We take care of our houses when we move to a different place. You know, we have we all have etiquette on what we do when we go to different places. Now, we as 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 humans, we might have forgotten those things. But again, you know, whatever that being is, you know, like I said, you know, again, you know, my my brother, you know, he told a story. I think Russell was recording it. And he talked about one of those beings for the Muscogee people. You know, again, we don't want to tell those names, but, you know, my brother told one of those old stories of a being just like that. You know, but that one that he talked about wasn't good. You know, we have other stories out there that that are good. You know, they're, they're, they're good beings. But again, you don't want to attract those things because, again, you know, unless you got, you know, good things or or you really need it, you don't want to mess with those things because it's going to make you go crazy if you if you do. So, yeah, to speak on that, too, um, you know, all of the research that I did, it wasn't like he was like terrorizing anybody. They were just, it is what it is. It was just sightings, Mm -hmm. whether he was on top of a building or whether he was like in an old warehouse or whether he was just perched in a tree, just kind of like watching. Um, there was no, um, you know, reports of him like trying to hurt anybody. There was one where this guy said he was driving and he could thought it was flying. Cause like there was like a red light, like that kind of encased his car or whatever. Um, and then he talked about having, red eyes like glowing eyes and so they thought that maybe it was his eyes that they had seen but again it wasn't like he was like you know 
leaping on the car and you know trying to make him crash he was just following him you know like he was just watching something so that that was kind of an interesting point to make you know um i don't think it's anything out there that was trying to you know hurt but maybe just help or just kind of watch to see what was happening maybe like sting in the rafters (laughs) something like that and then the other thing i thought was kind of interesting too um is um Oh my god! I completely forgot my what I was gonna say about that. I'll come Ooh, back to you. Oh, I know, here. I know, it's here. I know, making them go crazy. <laughs> I know. I told you, be quiet like that. Oh, <laughs> I sure did. This ain't the story you're looking for. And then blocked them. <laughs> you sure did. His memory. That is weird, man. Because I did. I had a, a tr- my my thought train was going, man, and it just came to a <laughs> screeching halt. Just crash, crash and burn. Drink that I'll water. Think, yeah, I'll think about it here in a minute. But anyway, <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting, though. Like I said, like there was no like you know him hurting. Him. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Um, you talked about like some of these old, you know, these old tribes that had to have these stories. You know, I've done. You know, I'm working as, as you know, did a lot of art research too, just with my degree and stuff. And I can't tell you how many you know pictographs that you see that are thousands of years old of exactly. beings just like this. You know, whether they're in you know uh, the northern tribes up in Canada or even you know uh, Pacific Northwest, they have a lot of you know half man, half bird pictographs on cave walls that were mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of years old of people with bird heads and you know human legs and you know wings and things like that. So. Where did those come from? You, you don't think they just made those up, those stories up, you know? Mm. I think they're based partially on what they were seeing at that time. You exactly. Know? So I consider them, again, ancient stories because, again, you go across the waters, just like you said, in caves all over the world, you'll find those kind of pictures all over. You know, so, again, you know, whether... I, I remember a big argument, you know, someone said, oh, it can't be, they they might just been, you know, drawing something, you know, but these were people that lived in the cave, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't have nothing else to do, you know, <laughs> they were, they didn't see it on TV, they didn't, they didn't go down to the movie house and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to draw this on my wall, you know. They weren't reading Batman comics. <laughs> I know it, so, you know, again, there was a purpose behind those symbols or those pictures why they drew them, you know, and, and the argument was, that, you know, again, those prehistoric monsters like those pterodactyls or, you know, things like that, you know, and people say they still see those things, you know, still around here and there, you know, so again, if those things are still, you know, every now and then, you know, somebody might see one, you know, who's to say? You well, know? I told you that story about my cousin, my, both my cousins said that they saw that bird, they said it was like a pterodactyl. Oh yeah. Um, that had one foot on Aunt Mildred's house, and it had the other foot on Granny Slavin's house. And we're talking, you know, fifty feet apart. They had one foot there and one foot on the other, and then it just flew off. Mm-hmm. They swear to this day that they saw that thing. I mean, and they were kids. Mm-hmm. So there's a few videos out there. I had a. I found one recently because I had a uh, Jasmine bear on my other podcast and she was talking about how she was terrified of like pterodactyls. And I was just saying like, well, sometimes there's actual evidence that people still see them. And I just remember seeing this old video from back in 2009, maybe. 
and I want to see if it was still out there. And I did find it, but it's uh, it looks like it's on his beach somewhere. And this person just has his camera and he zooms way in, and it has like it's like the exact like just outline of a pterodactyl just flying through the air, not even flapping its wings or anything, just going through the air. And there's another one too where it's kind of in the mountain area, and there's there's one pterodactyl, I guess, but it's just doing the same thing. It's fine. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know if that's real. I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, editing from back in the day, but it looks legit. It looks legit enough to be like a real pterodactyl sighting. So not, no Godzilla movie, right? You weren't watching. No, uh, what's Rodan. that? Rodan. Rodan. Yeah. <laughs> Rodan. <laughs> then uh, in that new one, he was huge. Yeah. I mean, he spit out that fire and the whole city was gone. I was like, damn. Just making sure we're on the same level. We're watching the same thing. Mothra. Yeah. You, you guys uh, check look for this. Uh, there's a owl. It's uh, in a different country, and it's a big old owl. And I remember somebody took that picture and they posted it all over Facebook and everything. But that owl, it's like four and a half feet tall and looks oh, like yeah. a human. I don't know if y'all can find that picture of that thing, but you look at that and you do, you see all those drawings of Mothman. That's what that thing looks like. So. <laughs> You know, again, you know, I don't know, you yeah. know, yeah. I don't know if you have to pick up or write world's biggest owl or what, but. Well, be careful. <clears throat> God. Sun's going down. <laughs> so, be careful what you're looking up. But when I first seen that, I was like, dang, that thing's huge, yeah. huge, and, and it's scary looking. So I thought, man, that must be creek guy got caught after the sun come up and stuck that way God. acting up but anyway you know again you know there's a lot of explanations for that you know to me that's up to you whether you want to believe or not believe but i know if you go in that area you know you talk to those individuals you know i'm sure they'll tell you a different story you know, they even have a Mothman Festival up mm-hmm. in there. And I don't know if you got any information on that one. I don't, but I know they have a museum, like a legit like Mothman Museum, because in that documentary they interview like the curator of that museum. And he had some pretty cool stories. Um, I just can't remember off the top of my head, but go watch it, because it's, like I said, it's only like 80 minutes long, but I was, I mean, I was into it, you know. I was like, I learned a lot of things I didn't know. You know what other Mothman movies are out there? Well, uh, well, you got like Mothman prophecies. <laughs> um, that's kind of loosely based on on Mothman. Um, other than that, there's not really a a whole bunch that I can think of. Um, I think a movie that kind of features moths that always kind of stuck with me was Silence of the Lambs. It wasn't really Mothman, but they had moths in it. He's sticking those cocoons in his victims' mouths. God. <laughs> <laughs> Tubi has a lot. If you if you're all on Tubi, they had like three documentaries. But yeah, most of the ones I came across were documentaries. I just watched ones on YouTube. But there's this one. It's called Mothman. That's basically it. And it was made last year. And there's another one called the same name. Which was made in 2011. It's called the same name or it's just called it's Mothman? Mothman. Oh, oh, oh. They're both called Mothman. And then there's a documentary on there. It's called The Mothman Legacy. Yeah. And then another one's called The Mothman of Point Pleasant. That's, that's a, the one I... Was, that's a documentary. Yeah. 
Then there's one called Eyes of the Mothman. That one's a documentary. The Mothman Tapes. It's on there. It's on Tubi as well. Uh, The Mothman Curse, 2015. Uh, It says two co-workers are in an abandoned museum. They become targeted by the terrifying legend of the Mothman, Mm. who is preying on them night after night. Uh, There's On the Trail of the Lake Michigan Mothman. That's it. That's on Tubi. So if you have Tubi, go check out Mothman. These Mothman docs and movies. Yeah. And they're also, there's a few, it looks like, are on Amazon Prime. Like I said, the Mothman of Point Pleasant, Mothman. This is where you can rent that one, though. Then there's another one, Mothman 2020, Mothman. They're just all called Mothman. Mm. <laughs> I guess there's not a whole. Just type whole, in Mothman. Yeah. They're about, the Eyes of the Mothman is on there, too. Oh, watch uh, the ravines of here's Mothman. Tears in the sky, <laughs> Mothman, winged demons and thunderbirds. That looks kind of interesting. What's that one? Mothman's uh, Wild Weekend. <laughs> Most of the ones that I saw were just documentaries. And, then, and the one you watched, did they talk about the Men in Black coming to town? Yeah, a little bit because they're talking mm-hmm. about like this other. Um, this Indrid Cold guy, they said they started spotting grinning people all over town, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but I guess they were sort of like men in black. And they spoke to everybody telepathically. Mm. Um, so there was a couple of sightings of these grinning, suit-wearing, like like I said, just look like normal people. Mm-hmm. But they never stopped grinning, which I think is kind of creepy. I guess it's kind of like that movie Smile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. You watch that? But I haven't watched it, no. You watched that, didn't you, Chris? Mm. You should watch it, Tyler. Is it, it good? It's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The entity at the end is pretty crazy. Yeah. No the smile. The smile entity. <laughs> it's just a joker. No. Is it a monster? Yeah, it's a monster, actually. Yeah. You might, uh, you might deuce it up. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I was gonna say before that uh that bridge went down, they were saying that I think the Mothman came first, like to fly around it. And then those men in black guys were kinda around that bridge before that before it went down, you know. Yeah. It was cool because in that dock they had like skeptics too, and there was one lady that said, Oh, there's just there's like there's nothing going on, it's just bolts loose. <laughs> That's what she said. Bolts loose. Yeah, she said there's just bolts loose and they didn't fix it. And so like it was it was they had the skeptics in there and they had the actual people that believed in like what was happening in that town. And they do talk about that museum you brought up, but did they say that it they thought it was more like UFO related? No, they well they brought up the guy who made the Mothman prophecies. Mm-hmm. And so he gathered all the information and he was trying to say that it's not UFO, it's not, it's not like paranormal. It's not anything people are talking about. He said it's it's a ultra extraterrestrial experience. I think is what he said, which basically means like you're hallucinating to these other beings that you can't see. Like they're making you see. Yeah, they're making you do this. They're making you see this stuff, and you're hallucinating. Actually, that was his theory on it in his book. 
But mm. see, when you watch the movie, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. That's so. one with Richard Gere, right? Yeah, that's yeah. one with Richard Gere. And, I haven't seen it either in a long time. And I don't know if that's if they explain that in the movie, like nothing, none of it's real. They're and they're just kind of. I just remember like he's investigating it, right? Like he's like a reporter. Porter, yeah, he's like an importer, mm-hmm. and he's like investigating it. Mm-hmm. That's about all I remember of that movie. I just I remember that scene where he's in a hotel and the phone rings. Yeah, and he looks at it, and the camera zooms in, and I think the Mothman talks. I think I don't remember, or maybe man. it just it's stays been quiet. So long since I've seen it, but I don't know if they talk about how in the book it's all everybody's hallucinating. Because these ultra extraterrestrials are making them do that. So, I haven't read the book, but I just, I read the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that one I saw, they talked about, like, they talked, like, with several, like, town folks that are, like, what's kind of cool is, like, this happened in the 60s. So, a lot of these people are still alive. They're still around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like it was back in, you know, 1800s. Like, this is, you know, fairly, still fairly recent. And they talking to these old boys that, you know, he's like, oh, we let you like drive motorcycles up around that, you know, that armory or whatever, or that TNT building. Mm-hmm. And he said, we were driving motorcycles and I guess one of them had like a flat or something. So they pulled over to like look at it and uh, see if they could patch it just to get him home. And he said they looked up and, or he was down there messing with the motorbike or whatever. And his, you know, partner was like, hey, like, what's that up there? And they... So they looked up there on top of that building and they saw all the two glowing eyes. And he said then like he just saw like the wings like, you know, spread out and they're like, What is that thing? So they like went up there into that building mm-hmm. and went up to that top floor because it's just like an old abandoned building. And they said that they came not really face to face with it, but like they were in the same room with it. And it said that like it kind of spoke to them too, like telepathically saying like you're not something along the lines is like you're not seeing this or something like that he just said he remembered like a vibration like just going throughout his whole body and he could almost hear it like vibrating like just the energy i guess coming off of it and they were like we're out of here like they didn't want to you know whatever it was it like let him go like you know so they, they could like feel it and they could you know hear it just experience like he said almost like this vibration and it could he could hear it speaking to them, and like they just were like, "Yeah, we're out." Hmm. And they like got out of there. Well, so. I could see that now. Why that guy was talking about that then? Yeah, like in a hallucination that happened, right? Because I didn't. I mean, I just read the cliff notes or whatever, but I didn't read any of the things he came across, like with other people. But that, I mean, that story makes sense. Of like, it was an experience, and if it was speaking to them telepathically, then like you're not seeing this, like not real yeah. and it's giving yeah. them something to envision i guess yeah it was either something like it's it's not what you think it is or mm-hmm. something like that it was speaking to him like i have to go back and look at it but that's kind of the gist i got of it so yeah and then the wingspan is always like a different description also some people say it's like 100 feet wingspan then some say it's like 50 or 10 feet yeah so that's why like people were talking about like we don't know if it's a pterodactyl or if it's like a a thunderbird that when it's flying because it had like a hundred foot wingspan, so that's where like at first those were those descriptions of it, but once it kind of I don't know everybody started seeing the same thing of like a man with big red eyes, that like mm-hmm. yeah. and the ten foot twenty foot wingspan, then like 
they kind of got the idea of like that Mothman from the comics or whatever. Yeah. Which I just looked up and he does have big red eyes and um, it's just a man <laughs> with wings. <laughs> He's been staying up all night. Got those red eyes. <laughs> been at the nine. Ah. The South Roads. <laughs> Only one out there hey. hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking everyone's out there. Think Chris is out. No one's out there but me. So you don't see me here. No. <laughs> Everybody just starts disappearing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Chris and that drum disappears. Uh. <laughs> that hand drum. So that that plate that you just made disappears like that. <laughs> you don't see that. No. <laughs> oh, but yeah. That's all I I read, and then like yeah. encounters of it, like the very first one at that at that TNT place, the TNT building or something. What they said that was like an ammunition place or something. Mm. That was like the first sighting is what they said. This couple was there and I guess they seen this giant man that looked like a, that had wings and big red eyes and he, his wings popped out and they got scared and he flipped out and they just started driving and then they said he was just flying over them, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I mean, like you said, like each one of those stories, there's nothing like. He hurt us, or right. he never did anything to hurt anybody. Who just wasn't that the one though? Like the main sighting is where he landed. Didn't he land in front of their car and like start to approach them or there, something like that? There was another one where they said he landed on their hood. Maybe that's what it was. But that was it. They said they just kind of drove off, which then would mean like he would have to fly off too. Yeah, they just said they drove off when that happened. But yeah, but yeah. And then I think, like, after those, like, sightings, that's when the men in black started coming around. And yeah. That's where you were reading about the grinning men. The grinning men. Yeah. Indrid Cold. Anybody knows any more about that? Let me know. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. So, Chris? Chris just disappears. <laughs> He's not Where'd even he here. <laughs> so, y'all don't see me here. <laughs> All I see is that, that medallion. Man. Sitting now, in a chair. One other thing I was going to talk about too, and, and it's something we've we've never really touched on or, or talked about before either. You know, um, this kind of goes in. I know a lot of tribes up north. Th- there's some of them that believe in this that you know you can. Co- I don't want to call it reincarnation, but it, it's kind of similar to that. You know, let's say you know maybe you don't want to. You know, you're sticking around to see about your family and stuff. And sometimes, you know, in, in that spirit world, world, you get, I don't know what you call it, like supernatural abilities where you can, you know, show up in certain ways and and do certain things, you know. You know, I know there's a lot of stories out there of, of uh, seeing an old loved one, you know, right when you needed them, mm-hmm. you know, at that point point you know maybe you were in a wreck or something and you know they come and they tell you you're gonna be all right you know or or you know uh you get a vision you know that something 
bad's going to happen and they come and they visit you and they tell you all about it and then later on you know you go and and you know you you have that deja vu i guess you might say you know say hey you know so you know so and so came and seen me in my dream you know and told me about this you know but i wasn't thinking you know so a lot of times we go ahead and go through with it because we think it's a dream or we don't understand that message you know and you know again there's a lot of beings out there that are kind of similar to that too you know that come and warn you about things you know and do things you know and sometimes they don't always come to you as uh something that you know it comes to you as something that you don't know so you remember those things because you know if i come to you as 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 tyler randall you might say god that guy that's nasty no <laughs> i ain't listening to nothing that guy's saying but you know if i if he comes as, as uh something else you know you might listen to him you might say okay i'll i'll, I'll adhere to what he's trying to tell me you know and you know, sometimes your relatives, you know, might be like that. You know, we've all had that crazy uncle or that out-of-the-world auntie, you know, that, you know, sometimes we we always consider them as jokers, you know, always playing jokes. So sometimes they got to come to you in a, a different way. You know, that's what I was always told. You know, th there's a lot of stories out there like that. You know, again, that. Now, I'm not saying that's what it is, but, you know, again, I wanted to just kind of express, you know, just a little bit on that, you know, and if you, listeners out there, you got stories like that, loved one come and, and, and voice to you about a situation, you know, I even heard a story of someone dreaming of their loved one, you know, came to them in, in a certain way, and when they w woke up the next morning, they got the news that that loved one passed away overnight. You know, and there's tons of stories out there like that. You know, again, you know, um, in some of these dreams, you know, they'll say, so-and-so came to me as this, but I knew it was them. You know, it came to me as a wolf, but I knew this was my uncle. You know, he loved wolves. His, his clan was wolf. You know, uh, he came in that way, you know, and, and expressed something. You know, he didn't come as Tyler Randall, no. But, you know, again, you know. Uh, With a but, box of vintage nasties. God. <laughs> Dang. That I found in the woods. Dang, see? That's what I'm talking about. But anyway, you know, again, you know, those those are some of the stories that, you know, I know we haven't touched on, you know, yet either, you know. But, you know, again, that can be definitely an explanation of this, this being. You know, he's coming to them as something you know to make it known that this is going to happen you know just like you know i don't care you know just like you were saying that one lady said oh it's because the bolts are loose on that bridge maybe that mothman knew it was loose and that's why he's trying to say hey those bolts are loose bolts. <laughs> oh, he got to show up with a wrench or something go like that, that's what you need no well <laughs> But uh, anyway, you know, again, you know, there's some Pictionary. I know. It. Draw that picture, that boat right there, just loose. No. Oh. But uh, anyway, you know, I just wanted to, you know, say that, you know, there's other other things that, you know, I just wanted, I hope I, 
you know, make sense on this, but, you know, I, I definitely wanted to, you know, kind of express that on that. Oh. Hmm. So if you see Tyler <laughs> in a dream or... No. Yeah. Run. <laughs> run. <laughs> Wake up. No. It's not what you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nightmare. And then a dream. You see me. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <got> sleep paralysis. <laughs> Dang that guy. You won't leave me alone. Get out of here. <laughs> what? I'm just vibrating, getting vibes. Smoking off when I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Looks like he's been in my fridge. <laughs> You didn't see me. Just walk away. And just uh, <laughs> walk away. <laughs> just a <laughs> plate full of empty bones, yeah. chicken wings. What's that on the uh, down to the bone? What is is that Friday when he's like, "What are you doing to my house? <laughs> what are you doing to my fridge?" <laughs> you didn't see me. It's not what you think it is. <laughs> Eating Chinese. <laughs> Oh, yeah, your brakes need checked. <laughs> That's what I was trying to Toilet's say. It's clogged. Yeah. <laughs> Come with that wrench, that big old pipe wrench. Oh, man. Well, if you guys don't have anything else, dude. Tyler, you got anything? Uh, no. No. I have nothing else on the Mothman other than that. Yeah. Go watch the movie. It makes me want to go back now and watch the mothman prophecies which it is on prime i know so i was trying to look for clips of it but i was more intrigued with the documentaries yeah me too mm -hmm. it was super cool like i turned it on and you know yeah got into it yeah there wasn't no milk but it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> what is it powdered milk the, the legendary native mc <laughs> chris was trying to make us watch <laughs> Do your research, <laughs> Mr. Randall. I got this movie I want you to see. And I want you to come and talk about it on, on the show. It's called Milk. It's about this little white kid. <laughs> they get struck by lightning. They called him Milky. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got that... <laughs> I can't, man. I can't even. Wasn't there a movie? With, uh, I can't remember who they had in there. They had Me, myself, and Irene. They had a character in there called Milk. Milky. Milky. <laughs> they found him somewhere. I can't remember. But he said, like, what's your name? And he said his name. He's like, all right. He's like, but call me Milky. <laughs> and they had on those glasses. They had one that was like, it could zoom in. And I think Renee Zellweger puts him on and... She looks up in the sky and there's a plane, and she puts them on, and dang, you can see that lady in that window. <laughs> She's all just looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a great movie, man. <laughs> I just remember his movie. kids in that movie, man, were the funniest part. Because <laughs> they're so smart. <laughs> they, like, curse, like, every other word. They're, oh, my God. making man. an airplane. <laughs> well, he doesn't think they're making one, but when he comes back home, they're flying off. He's like, get back here. <laughs> they're just skipping. <laughs> it was like Anthony, what's his name? Anthony, uh, Anderson. Anthony Anderson. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Oh, oh, it's a classic. Me, myself, and I. I'm sweating right now. Oh, my God, man. Watch that one if you want. <laughs> we'll be talking about it next episode. Or Mothman's Wild Weekend. No. Oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, if we think of anything else, we'll, we'll probably do another episode. But, I mean, that's. Yeah. All the sightings, have, they're pretty much the same. And, yeah, he doesn't hurt nobody. Yeah. Well, it's really cool, too. I mean, I guess kind of odd that, like, as soon as the sightings happened, they only were around for, like, eight months or so. And then... Whoa. Why <laughs> does that keep that? moving? I don't know. But I'm like... Keep... Someone's going to be watching that on the video and be like, watch his water bottle go. Look, dude. Dang it, stop. It... <laughs> All right, well, uh, I guess we'll cut it and we'll smoke off. Tyler's bottle's going crazy. You don't know what I brought in that bottle. Let everybody know where to follow you. All y'all. You can find me at Christopher Honka Hill on uh, Instagram and TikTok. And uh, that's about it. A hoe and my dope. You can find me over at Skoden underscore cinema on Instagram. I also do pump action underscore podcast also on Instagram. I just put everything on the same name anymore. It just makes life easier <laughs> trying to keep up with all these different accounts, you know. So, but yeah, you can find me there. You and me both. So catch me at Okie Podcast on Instagram at Russellmus49. Personal is Russell Sunny go on Facebook. Follow us, Spirit Talkers, wherever, Instagram, TikTok. Type that in and you'll find us. We're available everywhere, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out our YouTube. Go subscribe, hit that bell to get notified when we drop new stuff. But, uh, yeah, so this was fun. Tell your bottle to calm down. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. <laughs> Maro.